is from Luke chapter 19, verses uh, 1 through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Achaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to, said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your home today, or at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half the half of my goods I give the poor, I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Two of my very best friends in the whole world are both also Presbyterian pastors, and I spend a lot of my downtime with them. Um, and we have bestie traditions like the Ohio Pile Buckwheat Festival um, and the seasonal shows at Phipps. And I love them both dearly, and I know that any time the you-know-what hits the fan, one or both of them would be there in a heartbeat for me. They're the kind of friends we all need in our lives, right? People who just get us. But hanging out with them is two totally different experiences, and I'm not just talking about personalities. They are physically two very different experiences. I am average height. For a woman. I'm not tall, but I'm not short. I'm just here. So walking through crowds is just something I do. It's not a notable experience in any way. Unless I am trying not to lose my little five-foot friend Melissa in a crowd. I turn around for a moment and she is gone. <laughs> mysteriously missing. It's like a very difficult game of where's Waldo, only Waldo is a little pastor in overalls instead of a big guy in a hat. At least nine times out of ten, she finds me first because I'm easier to see. So when I'm with her in a crowd, I stick very close. I cannot afford to lose her because I may never find her again. And while there are advantages, to being her size. We were recently at the Laurel Caverns and she laughed at how many times I had to duck and squeeze through places she just walked straight through. I cannot count the number of times she's had to have me reach things off the top shelf for her. And if we're out walking together, I have to be very careful to remember that my legs are significantly longer than hers and I need to slow down for her to keep up. But then there's my friend Rebecca who is over six feet tall. When I'm with her, I'm the one who's trying to keep up, and I walk pretty fast. If we're in a crowd, she doesn't bother looking for me if we get separated because she's easy to spot and we both know it. So it's actually a bit easier 
uh, to find her in a crowd. Um, anytime we're at an event where pictures are happening, we have a bit that we do where we take one serious photo and then another one where I'm standing on a chair, so we're about the same height in the photo. People are weird about their height, right? Those who are short either want to be tall or they talk all the time about how short they are. I don't even understand that. Um, and people who are tall are constantly annoyed by other people asking them to reach things off of the top shelf. So kudos here to Zacchaeus for good problem solving, right? He didn't rudely butt through to the front of the crowd. He didn't just ask his tall friend to hoist him up on his shoulders. He just climbed a tree. He wanted to see this Jesus guy so much that he wouldn't give up. He could have said, the crowd is too much and they won't let this short guy in to see. He could have just turned and gone home and asked someone later about what Jesus had to say. He could have talked himself down and said, I'm just a tax collector nobody likes anyway, and they won't want me around even if I could get there to see him. But he wanted so badly to meet Jesus that he figured it out. And in his determination to get a glimpse of what Jesus was all about, he learned that even he has a seat at the table. And there's room for everyone in God's kingdom, a kingdom that doesn't operate the way this world does. There were a lot of people who didn't think that the likes of Zacchaeus deserved a place at the table with Jesus. He was a tax collector, not a popular guy. Even if he had been an honest tax collector, he's still the ancient equivalent of the IRS. It's possible that people were purposely not making space in the crowd for him, pushing him back, keeping him away. But he just kept making such a fuss that Jesus couldn't miss him. We don't know that he was the only guy who had the idea to climb into a tree to see Jesus. We just know that he's the one who was desperate enough to see Jesus, that he made a scene. I always felt bad for Zacchaeus. I used to root for him. Go, little buddy, climb that tree. And then I, I felt nice at the end of the story, right, when my little buddy got to eat dinner with Jesus. But then I read a commentary last night that turned this inside out and made me a little bit uncomfortable. It said, Zacchaeus' actions remind us that God's call to do what is good and just is meant for all people. Social justice requires such efforts from everyone. I'm on board so far. The encounter between Jesus and Zacchaeus reminds us that the power to do justice often comes from the power of seeking reconciliation, responding with repentance when in the wrong, and extending forgiveness. Now, on the surface, I can get on board with all of that. That sounds very cozy and good. But Zacchaeus doesn't just have dinner with Jesus and then pat himself on the back for a job well done. He doesn't say, wow, this Jesus guy is the real deal. I'm glad he's here. And then sit back and call it a day, letting Jesus do all the heavy lifting. He responds with action. He responds with a move toward reconciliation with anyone he might have hurt directly, right? The people he taxed incorrectly or defrauded as well as the ones he hurt indirectly, the poor who had so much less than he did. Here's the part that really made me feel icky. Sometimes we forget 
that while Zacchaeus was an unpopular little guy who had to climb a tree to see Jesus, he wasn't all that bad off. He, it wasn't, oh, poor little Zacchaeus. He was rich. He was powerful. He wasn't necessarily well-liked for his wealth and his power, but he wasn't exactly hurting for anything in the world. Zacchaeus is exactly the sort of person I want to yell and scream at when I see all the brokenness and injustice in our world. I'm an action type. I prefer to skip the lament and dive right into fixing what's wrong in the world. Really taking to task all the fraudulent people and the people who don't care about the poor and the powerless in the world. And suddenly I went from cheering for Zacchaeus to realizing that really, I'm the guys who are scoffing and saying, how come Jesus is at that guy's house? So wrapped up in the ideals of justice that I left out reconciliation. And reconciliation can't come without that lament that I hate to slow down and stop and sit with. Reconciliation takes the coming together of a whole community to just sit and pray together. That's our first step. We all have different roles to play in the work of justice. Some of us are working directly um, with those in the margins on a day-to-day basis, like the work that I do at the jail. Some are doing more vocal advocacy and political work. Others are called to help raise and educate a more just generation. Others still are placed in more quiet roles like friendship and generosity. And that is all good. That is all holy, special work. But if we are to come together as a community and figure out this justice gig, we need to all sit around the table, whoever we are, short, tall, rich, poor, tax collectors, teachers, all of us. When our community is in pain, we sit around that table together. The first step of the work that will bring peace to our community, that will bring an end to violence and senseless death, is to call out to Jesus and to join him around the table in all of our sorrow and confusion. You might not feel tall enough to see Jesus this morning. You might not feel worthy of Jesus' attention. Others might make fun of the way you pursue Jesus, but know that there's a place at the table for you. In the words of a wise pastor I met in Ireland one time, we don't come to the table because we are whole, but because we are broken and in need of healing. In other words, today is a day even more than others that we need to remember those words we say each Sunday morning together that bind us in this room together as a faith community. We are broken pieces of different shapes, sizes, and colors in the master artist's hands, becoming a beautiful work of art. We desire to love God, to love each other, and serve our community in ways that are honest, real, redemptive, and transformational. Amen.